Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we are here live on a Saturday night. The Collision Gang all together once again. Ricky Chino back from Detroit, back from SummerSlam. We're back on our regular time this week because well, that WWE pay-per-view just threw everybody off last week. But uh, Cresta was holding down the fort last week with Rob on a special Sunday show. I'm back. Iridian's back. Cresta's back. We're all back on the same time. Happy to have you guys here with us here on the Fightful Collision post-show. Ladies, how we doing this Saturday evening? Saturday night now. It's it's definitely Saturday night now. I'm dressed for the circus, as always. And the circus was AEW Collision. Iridian, how are you? First of all, I love you guys. Like, heck y'all for leaving me last week. No invite? No invite? No, that's fine. I'll see y'all at the next one. But how I mean, was SummerSlam and how are you, Iridian? Sorry. <laughs> I am doing fantastic. Cresto, first of all, thank you for holding down the fort so elegantly. So <laughs> fantastically last week props to you um i appreciate you a thousand percent i'm doing great doing even better now that i'm with you guys i'm so ready to talk about collision because you know we were chatting about it before but but let's do it now <laughs> yes and we want to chat about it with you by the way so send in your super chats send in your humper chats get those comments in that's a guaranteed way to get your your questions or your thoughts or your concerns read aloud on aloud out on the show luis our moderator is back there he is uh, going to be helping us out with the chat as always because he is super awesome and uh you guys are super awesome thank you for joining us here on the uh, fightful youtube show make sure to give this link a thumbs up that really helps out our audience as well. Make sure, if, if for whatever reason, you haven't subscribed to the Fightful YouTube channel or Fightful Overbook, for that matter, make sure to hammer that thumb, that, that subscribe button as well. And, oh, yeah, Fightful Select, just $5, all of Sean's scoops. And do you know how dedicated this man is? This man has been rolling out scoops this week with a concussion. I don't know how it happened. I don't know what went down. But this man is out there catching strays getting concussed and still getting scoops for y'all the best five dollars in wrestling that is dedicated that is dedication that is dedication so uh we hope sean's doing good feeling better getting better every day of course he still went to the Bengals preseason game yesterday and i'll give him props for that even i won't drag my ass to a preseason game and i live in cincinnati for crying out loud that dude had to drive two hours to watch a preseason game in which the Bengals got their butts whooped but that's neither here nor there. It's preseason. Who cares? Joe Burrow didn't play. All righty. So again, get your super chats in, get your humper chats in. We will read them all every single last one of them before the show comes to an end. And ladies, let's start off. Let's just go top to bottom tonight. All right. We start off the show with everybody's favorite, at least on this panel. One Richard Starks, he comes down to the ring to talk to Tony Schiavone. And uh, first off, Tony makes the announcement. Let's let's start here with the announcement and the ramifications of this, right? So last week, 
for those of you who were watching SummerSlam, didn't get caught up on Collision, uh, you know, whatever was going on, I definitely was looking at Twitter while that show was going on, and all of a sudden I see Ricky Starks beating Ricky the Dragon Steamboat with a belt, and I'm going, oh, well, Ricky lost that match. That's for damn sure. Uh, so he gives Ricky the Dragon his 10 lashes last week, as he said uh, during his interview, and Tony Schiavone announces that Starks has been suspended from wrestling for 30 days. Okay, storyline, situation, I understand it. But Cresta, 30 days would take this man to September 11th. So this man can start wrestling again on September 11th. There's not one, but two major pay-per-view shows between now and then. So that means that Ricky Starks is not going to be at all in wrestling, assuming, again, it's storyline, anything can change between now and then. But as things stands right now, he's not going to be wrestling at Wembley Stadium. He's not going to be wrestling at All Out in Chicago. I don't know how I feel about that, to be completely honest with you. I mean, he did pull out the Uno reverse card because you said I can't wrestle for 30 days. I went ahead and got a managerial license. So I'm going to be out here to let you know that I am Richard Starks. This man really pulled out a Yu-Gi-Oh and said, there are no bad cards in my grandfather's deck. And I respect it. Ricky Starks was on fire. He was fired up. He was he was mad. And I think Hell my yeah. favorite line from that was, you're not God, you're not bulletproof, and you for damn absolute ricky star whoa he was out there spitting tonight i mean he said like he's sitting here talking about beating ricky steamboat last week like it was he was punishing his kids right like i love you but sometimes i got I, for, for the betterment of you i gotta do something that famous way more than it than it hurts you right like and i as a father of two young kids i understand that i hate myself when i have to be the authoritarian dad, right? And lay down the law a little bit. I'm not saying I beat my kids with a belt. Please, nobody misconstrue that point. But, right, like it does hurt me to yell at my children, right? So I get that from a certain standpoint. That's a hell of a line. That's a hell of an analogy to throw out there, Iridium. It really is. And, you know, when they said that Ricky was suspended, I was like, oh, no. And then for 30 days, I was like, no, 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 no. We cannot do that. <laughs> We cannot do that to Mr. Starks. We got all in and we have all out. So if he's not wrestling on those two shows and we still have dynamites, we still have collisions and rampages, mm -hmm. that's such a long time. And like Krista said, for him to say, well, I got my manager's license, like Miss Julia Hart did two weeks ago, which they made known on TV. They said, manager's license. I think they're just handing those out. I think this is our opportunity as a crew to also get our managers licenses we're allowed to be here i have a license it says i'm allowed to be here it says i'm this age i'm allowed to be here <laughs> well, i think this is the perfect time for us to do it and just ricky's promos they're just always so good he really made us feel like you know what it was ricky steamboat's fault he didn't want to do that but he made ricky do that so ricky for that to make it believable is just 10 out of 10 on his promos always he said that CM Punk tonight, or late at least last week, Punk has the blood on his hands here. So he took absolutely, like, no responsibility for beating Ricky. He said, it's all on Punk. You're the reason why I had to do it. Like, it's like, why'd, why'd you make me hit you? You know, it's like, why, why'd you make me do this to my hero? Ricky? You should have just laid down and lost. But Ricky tonight really, like, goes on fire, screams, like you said, you're not God, you're not Bulletproof, you're not absolutely Ricky Starks. And he literally said he's firing the first shots in this in a war. He said he's going to burn, whether it was AEW, collision, or anything, down to the ground. And that is when I really started paying attention. Because Ricky may not be wrestling on All In. He may not be wrestling at All Out. But that, that get-out-of-jail-free card, that managerial's license, that means we better see some Ricky Starks in some way, shape, or form at these shows. And as we saw at the end of the night tonight, which we'll get to, it's pretty dang obvious we're getting CM Punk and Samoa Joe. Maybe Ricky shows up at Wembley, gets involved in some way, shape, or form. Maybe he manages Samoa Joe that night. Samoa Joe doesn't need a manager, but that's a good way to get Ricky involved because it seems like everybody at Ridian wants a piece of CM Punk on this show. Oh, absolutely. And um, Ricky also came out. Uh, without his title today. So maybe interesting. Uh, interestingly enough, that title will come into play later on if he does become like Samoa Joe's manager. So that would be a really interesting point that you made there, Rick.
I, I tend to make those from, from time to time. Uh, we got a couple of uh, super chats. Uh, Ricardo El Notorio says, missed the whole show, but I'll watch after y'all. See, now that's dedication. All right. So, Ricardo, spoiler alert for everything. We, we're, we're giving you all the results here, right? We'll, we'll, we'll try to keep it a little that. vague for you, but, you know, you can go back and watch later. And our girl, Kate Hensler, saying hi to the crew. Appreciate that. She says, Iridian, my sister in red lipstick tonight. Iridian, always looking fabulous, but a little pop of color. I love Iridian's makeup. It's always on point. Appreciate it. And Cresta, yours looks great too today. The lashes on the bottom, 10 out of 10, girl. 10 I look 10. like a clown and that's what I was going for. Honk, honk. Rick, you also look great. Oh, Rick, your mustache yeah. is mustaching. It is. Yeah, it, is. It, it is on point today. Yeah, I did trim it up. And I actually comb <laughs> my hair for this. You're welcome. I was on the golf course earlier. I was sweaty. I was going to wear a hat. I'm like, no, nah, I'll look like something. I'll look that is the most dad thing you've ever said. I was on the <laughs> golf course today. <laughs> I was like, seriously, that's like the only time I, other than my three and a half hour car ride to Detroit for SummerSlam, by the way, <laughs> like that is y'all. When I tell you, I drove up to Detroit from Cincinnati without the radio on, without nothing, just the sound of my tires hitting the pavement. And that's it. It was the most blissful three and a half hours as a father of a four and a two-year-old with a dog okay, and nine million. million other things that are going on in my life. That was bliss. And it was three and a half hours that I needed. And yes, I went silence both directions <laughs> wow. coming back from that show. But the golf course is where I get my peace and my quiet and my relaxation. And I needed it after a long week, after a long trip. So yes, <laughs> I was on the golf course today. Cresta. No judgment. <laughs> Uh, make sure, guys, to get your uh, Super Chats in, your Humper Chats in. We will uh, read those throughout the entirety of the show. That is the way to guarantee to get your comment read on the show today. Our first match of the night was the Acclaim taking on the Iron Savages. No Billy Gunn again today. And Anthony Bowen's old habits die hard. He does his entire shtick. He gets in there. He's ready to call for the scissor me daddy ass. And... Uh, he stops himself and the crowd just, you know, gets all sad. But that immediately triggers both daddy ass chance and oh, scissor me daddy chance. And once again, Billy Gunn continues to be, even though he is now retired, the most over, <laughs> one of the most over dudes uh, on this entire show. Uh, I thought uh, Bear Boulder had some really good, impressive uh, big boy spots tonight, showing off that strength. Uh, Max Caster doing the same thing in this match, actually getting all 339 pounds of Bear Boulder up on his uh, shoulders for the fireman's carry. Uh, no shocker here, Cresta. Acclaim gets the win. Double famouser. Max and Anthony get on the mic afterwards. And, you know, first off, they give make sure that crowd in Greensboro tonight gave Billy Gunn his props. And then they said, hey, we're back as a tandem. We're getting back on track here. Obviously, this is a nice win for them to get back on track. And, yeah, why not get, utilize them and fire them up and get them going in the tag team division again? I mean, the acclaimed have been over before. And when they're over, they are super over. I I was on the I don't like the acclaims. I think they're corny train. And I'm not on the hype train yet. But when he said, I'll have you at a loss for words like Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Who that was? That was top tier, Max Cat. You got me, gal. You got me, gal. I, I give props to that man because he is up to date on everything. On and everything. He and he trains. And he travels. And he wrestles. <laughs> so, like, all you do is internet and wrestle. <laughs> I mean, he travels a lot, so he's on Twitter a lot, probably. So, I mean, he sees what's trending. He sees all the videos. He knows what's going viral. He knows what's up. But, hey, again, yeah. it's connecting with your audience and dropping the lines and make sure they hit and he's so over hurt. they're so over and also from this point on in the episode re sorry ian riccavani needs to be protected at all costs he is so adorable and endearing oh my god because <laughs> because at this point in the episode i think nigel beginners compares ian riccavani to Tupac because he says Max Caster is your biggie and then later on he says <laughs> he says I was pathetic and he said you just compared me to Tupac <laughs> Ian Rigamati is one of the best commentators and I want him and Mara Ronaldo together I don't know how this has to happen I want them on this booth I protect him at all costs he is such a great addition to this commentary booth <laughs> and and here's the thing right like when Ian goes out there and, he, and he's, you know, dropping his beats and, you know, spitting his rhymes, which they're 
really good on their own. We were not 24 hours removed from Michael Cole doing that god-awful rap on SmackDown when uh, Hit Row was out there. And I'm just sitting here and I'm like, Mike, you're you're the GOAT, right? Like, Michael Cole is the GOAT, all right? And he is on a stay in your lane, please. Like, I know you're, like, doing it to be intentionally bad, but oof, oof. Yeah, and by proxy, it, may, it makes Ian look even better. Like, he is. Yeah, really, it has really no good. riz. Zero He's, riz, as the youth say. Like, the only Achilles heel is sometimes he'll say somebody's name wrong. Like, sometimes he'll say somebody's name wrong. Like, today he he, he said Soraya. But, you know, whatever. Like, nobody's perfect. And you're right. I agree. Ian Rick. El Idolo was kicking their ass. So, give <laughs> <laughs> us some grace. Give us some grace. Aridian, what did you think of this opening contest tonight? Oh, man, this was interesting. This is the first time that I had seen the Iron Savages. So I was really impressed. They were really quick. They were hard hitting. Um, I was sad to see them lose so quickly. But, um, you know, it, it is it is what it is. I like the acclaimed. It was interesting that afterwards in their promo, the acclaimed was like, we are the acclaimed. We're, you know, we're back. And I was like, what do you mean? You have been the acclaimed this whole time. What's <laughs> I was yeah, you just was, been the acclaimed with daddy ass like that's yeah. I was you guys didn't change your name at all there was nothing different you had, claims you just had one more person so I was very confused but uh the rap was good I thought the rap was good the Lizzo comment was also I was like oh my gosh sir please if someone has the audacity it's always going to be him okay like the line of the whole like y'all bringing up every line except like the best one which is when he said they were three white dudes that he couldn't tell apart like you, can't, you, can't, you know, I will say this, and a lot of people get mad at me for saying this, but some of these wrestlers, like if you went to WWE and hit random, <laughs> and, and for him to say that, I'm like, you can't say that. <laughs> oh, he said it, and it was great. I don't care. I wasn't offended. I am a white guy. You know, put me next to those dudes. The only reason why you wouldn't think I'm the same dude is because I'm five foot eight. Like, like seriously. I would be Bear Cub standing next to those guys. That's, that's what I would be. Oh, uh, so, and by the way, uh, the acclaimed, it looks like they're going to continue to bounce back and forth between uh, several shows because they're going to be wrestling uh, on Dynamite this week. Then we get the Bang Bang Gang, Bullet Club Gold backstage uh, promo, um, calling out the elite. Dun, 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 foreshadowing there, telling them they have no right, Iridian, to call themselves that. And then the guns challenge the Young Bucks to a match on Dynamite for the right to call themselves the best brother tag team in AEW. What a heat-making statement that is uh, after we saw the Young Bucks and the Hardys uh, this week on, on Dynamite. But, hey, the guns want to get in there. They want to they stake their claim. I will say this. I am much more interested in the guns as a part of Bullet Club Gold than I ever have been before. I wasn't sure how these four gentlemen would work together cohesively as a unit, but it's working for me. Yeah, I agree with you. It's definitely working. I cannot take Jay White seriously, though, when he comes out and is like, bang, bang, gang. Like, he's out here trying to sell these shirts, right? They got that man working. They got merch. They got merch they need to sell. Hell yeah. He is like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to pitch us. And that's what he did. Um, it's interesting that the guns are now uh, pitching again that they are the best brother tag team because they've, they've talked about it before when they fought other other brothers on the roster. So this should be an interesting uh, match coming up. Um, but the guns, I do think that they are a wonderful addition to Bullet Club because what just what a hot mess. What a hot, fun mess they are to watch yeah. every single week. I'm so excited when they come on the screen. I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. What's going to happen? What is Juice going to do? What's Jay going to do? What are Austin and Colton going to do? I, it's, it's just something that honestly is just so entertaining. I love it each and every week. Cresto, what do you think about this? Totally agree with what you and Rick said about this is the most I've been interested in the guns ever, ever. I didn't know. First of all, I mean, I knew Austin was a gremlin, but Austin and Juice Robinson together, bro, they have found their tribe. And after this, in some way, somehow, they need to be a tag team. They, they need a honeycomb deal like tomorrow uh, for sure on that. Uh, get, get some more money in their pocket. And our, speaking of like merch and, and 
everything. Are we selling Jay White cutouts yet, AEW? Like, that- I, I don't know why they haven't. That was a missed opportunity. <laughs> that if that they seems have like it. a no damn brainer uh, on that one for sure. Hell, you could sell all four members of the Bull Club Gold if you really want to. Uh, guys, make sure, speaking of, uh, you know, merchandising and all this kind of stuff, make sure to get uh, your Super Chats, your Humper Chats in. We'll read them all throughout the entirety of the show. Richard El Notorio once again saying, select That's $5 I spend each month. So there you go. There, There is an endorsement, if I have ever heard one, from our good friend Ricardo over there about Sean Rossap and his scoops over at Fightful Select again at just $5. Uh, speaking of Sean Rossap, like I said, this man is committed and he actually has a message for y'all right now. I've long sang the praises of athleticgreens.com slash Fightful, specifically AG1. Vitamins and minerals, pre and probiotics to help keep you from getting sick, that phytonutrient blend, the digestive support that regulates your digestive system, the immunity support, the adaptogens, plus that energy and metabolic support. I'm going to tell you how it's affected me personally. Uh, my digestion is way better with AG1 through athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. I don't get sick nearly as much. I got those pre and probiotics, that immunity support. I take a lot less caffeine throughout the day because I've got that energy and metabolic support. Uh, my metabolism has increased and improved tenfold since using AG1. And as I always say, you want to be drinking your multivitamin. Right now, you get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free travel packs when you go to athleticgreens.com slash Fightful and get AG1. Uh, Whether I'm at home or on the road, one scoop or one pouch, eight ounces of water, drink it, you're good. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Thank you, Sean. Really appreciate that. So again, the guns... And the Young Bucks on Dynamite this week. Going to be interesting to see how they book this one. You got to think the Young Guns are coming out on top considering, you know, they're going up against FTR and Wembley. Big match. They ain't going to lose. Uh, at least they ain't going to lose clean. So I would be surprised. But we'll, we'll see how things go uh, with the Guns and the Young Bucks on Wednesday. Tonight we had tag team action in the women's division. Chris Statlander and Willow Nightingale versus Mercedes Martinez and Diamante. Um... I was a little surprised by the finish, but before we get there, I'll, I'll say this much. Chris Statlander was very impressive to me uh, in this match for, and, and just beyond her ability in, in the ring as a performer, because I, I definitely saw moments in this match where she was leading, where she was, you know, carrying some of the other stars in this match to the finish, uh, which isn't typically the case in a, in a situation like this, because she's not the most veteran performer in the ring and typically the heels will lead the matches. So definitely saw Chris kind of stepping up to, to carry the match across the finish line. She also caught uh Diamante when Mercedes chucked her and she came up just a little bit short. So Chris Statlander was doing work in this match tonight and I appreciate her for that. Um, but Willow getting pinned uh, even though it was not clean, right? There was some nefarious tactics done here. That's a bit surprising to me. Um, And also, did y'all notice tonight, by the way, and I didn't notice it at first, so don't feel bad if you missed it, but it was brought up on Twitter. When Ricky Starks came out tonight on on his nameplate, it said Owen Hart Memorial Tournament winner Ricky Starks. Willow Nightingale did not get that on her nameplate. And then Willow Nightingale is pinned tonight. And I'm sitting here going, okay, okay. I know you're, you're you're trying to set some stuff up. I know it was some BS. But man, it feels like Willow should be like really kind of building up, stacking up wins on top of that. She got the main event, the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, in a match that was great, but she lost that. Now she loses again tonight. And I'm sitting here, I'm going, okay, is this is this going to mean something? Is it going to build toward anything? Or am I overreacting? What do you guys think here? Iridium, what do you think? Am I overreacting? Am I thinking too much? Because I tend to do that sometimes. No, you're absolutely not overreacting. And I brought this up in one of our past episodes that I'm like, okay, look at what Ricky's doing right now as that tournament winner and look at what Willow's doing right now. And just little things like that too. You just, it just makes you think like, okay, what's the plan for Willow? Where are we going with her? I get it. Chris is the champion. You can't pin her, but I mean, even though they stole that win, it just, I feel like it took a little bit of something from Willow because even commentary was like, oh my God, you know, she just won the tournament, you know, Willow got pinned and you're just there thinking like, okay, 
what's next, what's happening. Not to say that I'm worried, but it does bring up a little red flag that I'm just like, oh man, I hope that they do have something for her in the future because Ricky, even though he's suspended for 30 days, I mean, it seems like he's going to be doing other things with the manager uh, position. So I don't know. I'm hoping that, you know, they have better things planned for Willow because this is not it. You know, she can't be taking pins on, on the weekly basis. Yeah. And Cresta, this is kind of something not, not at least not the, the pinning portion of it, but this is kind of something they did with Chris too. Right. So Chris comes back to that shock win. she beats Jade Cargill. She's a TBS champion. She wrestles five matches in like her first eight days back. And then it's kind of like she disappeared for a little bit and they haven't really had anything you know, major as far as storyline, doing some open challenges here or there. She did some good stuff with Taya, but now all of a sudden, at least it looks like they're building in a story with her and starting a new rivalry. So that's a good first step. But again, once again, I, I, what do you think? Overreacting? Are we asking too much here? Or are we, uh, we spot on with this? I will say hearing both of you talk and seeing it from that perspective, because I thought this match was fantastic. This was big or medium, or it was women of varying sizes slapping meat, because this match was stiff, and I was, <laughs> was very good, yes. okay? Yes. No, I'm sorry. I don't want to take anything away from the performances tonight. I put over no, Chris, but, but everybody in this match, everybody in this match. No, but y'all make a good point. Like, in the grand scheme of things, let me take away my just being sports entertained for a second. In sure. the grander scheme of things, it's like, Willow won, where's her belt? What are we doing with her? Also, what are we doing with Statlander? Does that now mean, are we not treating the Owen Hart Tournament Cup belt the same way we're treating every other belt? Is it like the FTW belt? Are we, it makes you question a lot of things that go on outside. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Side of the match itself being a great match. Like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. The hog tie or the paradox pin or whatever it is she did to Willow and was stepping on her, her and Diamante. I was like, how did you, what the, how, what, what? magic you know what i mean like, it was so good it was so good so i i appreciate y'all guys perspective i don't think you're overreacting i think that if you take away just the match itself you're like in the greater grand scheme sure. of things why is willow getting pinned you know what i mean like diamante could have ate that mercedes martinez could have ate that i hope it leads into a story i'm always glad to see women especially rh women crossing over into aew so i'm crossing my fingers hoping for the best but if this leads to nothing we ride at dawn i'm sick of this <laughs> <laughs> and look, Chris, I, I think if you looked at most of look, the audience was into the match at the yeah. end, especially when Willow, you know, 
got got the hot tag and she's she's hitting all of her big moves the, you know, the crowd got up for it and the crowd enjoyed it at the end of the day that's the most important thing um but you know most now i will say things are probably different in aew as compared to wwe because the aew audiences tend to be more hardcore they are smarter fans so they tend to look at bigger mm-hmm. picture things um you know like everybody's Everybody's sitting here after SummerSlam tearing down, you know, the the bloodline, latest bloodline turn with Jimmy and Jay and this, that, and the other thing. Meanwhile, the casuals that fill up those arenas are eating this up like it's the greatest thing ever, right? So maybe some of the fans watching tonight are just like, oh, this is that was a really good match. That's great. Let's go on to the next thing. And it doesn't, it doesn't even cross their minds to think of something like that. But then again, that's why we get paid to do what we do is because we we do look at those. Uh, Perspective, baby. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I do appreciate that they are trying. There's a story here that they are building up to, right? There's there's some character development going on with other women in the division. Like Tony Storm, for example, who since losing her AEW Women's Championship to Hikurashida, um, this this woman is distraught. Uh, this woman is going through some things, and tonight she um, threatened to call security mm. on Lexi, and then threw a shoe. Mm. Honestly, threw a shoe at, Le- at Lexi. Uh, beyond, I love Tony Storm. Um, I thought even though she's a two-time AEW women's champion, much like a lot of the women on this roster, I feel like she has her her talents have not been utilized to their full potential uh in her time with the company. And she she's getting to show off a, a little different side of herself uh already in here with this. I, I don't I don't even know what to call it, really, what what's going on with her with the curly hair and the robe and the the just she she looks like she's going through a midlife crisis right now. You know what? Whatever Tony is going through right now, same. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it. I just can relate, and I'm absolutely here for it. I and I, and I also felt for Lexi. You know, um, growing up in a Mexican household, I had many a shoe thrown at me. So <laughs> it's, it's man, the, the chocolate yeah. is over. The chocolate yeah. is over, man, for sure. Yeah. And um, I was like, oh man, Lexi, girl. She was just not having a good day overall tonight either. She, her other mm-hmm. interviews were also not going well. But Tony Storm right now is just so iconic. When I first saw her with her rollers and her hair, I said, girl, you don't even know what to do right now. You lost your championship. She's not even done getting ready. She looked like me before the pre-show starts with the, still in the rollers. It was just a lot going Whoa. on. And I absolutely love her for it. I think that this specific version of Tony, we can have this, we can have her for a whole year kind of like this. She can sell, she can sell herself like this. And I'm absolutely here for it. There's a stand up comedian. I'm trying to remember her name. I think it's Taylor Tomlinson. Uh, she did a whole stand up bit one time where, um, She's talking about if if a girl goes and gets bangs when she didn't have them originally, how somebody like all of a sudden her friends are like, oh, you look great. And then they pull her aside and like, are you doing OK? Like it's like it's like a sign that you're not you're not well at the moment. That's kind of like what Tony did with the rollers. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what it tells, you know, girls go through a lot. Women go through a lot and, and they change their hair. So when our hair changes, you can tell we're going through things. So this is also very great on tony's part to be like okay i need something different let me just change my hair and the girlies will get it and we do girl we do see guys do that too we, we that, that's when we grow the mustache right if that tells you where i'm at in my life um you know that that seems to be the step that that, that the dudes do they grow some kind of uh, uh facial hair we do have some uh, super chats chad 722 thank you very much says 1950s movie star tony storm rules uh ronald halleck says the betty davis gloria swanson marilyn monroe molded character of 50s diva actress is my favorite thing i needed in wrestling uh right now um so you know it's uh yeah she she's getting over with the crowd for the most part here krista what are your what are your thoughts on uh quarter i can't even say midlife crisis because this woman's like 25 quarter life crisis uh tony here I think I said this last week when you guys were here on the post show. If you've seen, I don't know if it's a series or a movie called Pearl, where the girl is crying. She says, I'm a star. That's exactly who she is. I know this girl. Yo, it's giving me 1950s. I'm not getting out of bed for less than $50,000. And when she threw the shoe, 
it inspired or harkened back to a time of, I don't know if y'all watched reality TV back in the day, but if y'all remember Flavor of Love, the season two where Buckwild threw her shoe at Lala, that's all I could think of. That's a very specific reference, but that is all I could think of. She is unhinged. She's unwell. I I like this. This is this is peak. Oh my God. The fact that she's just like, like, I don't know what to do with it. So, so you think I'm a joke? I have a joke to you? Wow. I can't believe this interview is oh <laughs> I, I lo- what what I show was that? What 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 reference did you just drop? Oh Rick, come on. Flavor <laughs> of Love season two at the Okay. Reunion. All right. I okay. Yeah. I okay. I it, it hit me. You know. See, most people you. throwing a shoe, they drop Austin Powers. Maybe I'm showing my age there, but you go flavor of love. So gotta go chicken in the microwave. That's how it cooks. Right? <laughs> I just remember that because that whole season, tangent, y'all. I just remember that because that whole season people were making fun of Buck Wild because she was like, I'm getting Buck Wild. And when New York got at her, she was like, Listen, I don't know this woman. This woman is very dangerous and I don't like it. I feel very ill. It's like, yo, where'd your accent go? <laughs> so at the reunion, New York was like, I don't care. I don't care. She threw a shoe. <laughs> Who throws a shoe? <laughs> Thank you for your 90s, I mean, sorry, early 2000s popera culture reference. All right, guys, uh, continue to get your super chats and your humper chats in. We will read every single one of them throughout uh, the entirety of the show. And as long as they're coming in, we'll stay on the air because that's how awesome we are. Also, make sure to give this video a thumbs up. Make sure to to, uh, hit subscribe if you haven't to the Fightful YouTube channel or Fightful Overbooked uh, for that matter. Thank you guys uh, very much. We got Samoa Joe uh, on the show tonight. Very thankful for that. Uh, Joe comes out and uh, murders Andrew Everett, uh, who is playing the role of Johnny Jobberson tonight. Uh, flawless victory for Joe. Uh, they did give uh, Andrew a chance to kind of show off that that freak athleticism that he has, but man, Joe was not having it. He was not impressed. He's like, dude, are you trying to stunt on me? And then he just literally murdered the man uh, in the middle <laughs> of the ring and pinned him. But then he gets on the mic and he is addressing uh, one CM Punk, basically called him a bitch and a coward for for not answering his challenge last week and says that he ain't asking anymore. It's time to convince him. And of course, by the end of the night, we we knew exactly uh, what that was going to mean. We'll get to that part of it later. But Samoa Joe Iridian is someone who is. Look, not everybody shines in squash matches. Not everybody makes squash matches impactful. Samoa Joe is a master of making the most of his minutes, and I think he did it again tonight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I thought Andrew was really impressive before the 20 seconds after uh, Samoa Joe made him tap out. So from the 20 seconds that I saw, I was like, okay, everybody's shining. Everybody's good. Samoa Joe's comedic timing, I think, really plays a role into his wrestling, too, because he just the facial expressions are there the cockiness is there and it's just believable that he's better than the people who he's fighting right um really just interesting stuff with joe tonight in general but man i um tell me when he's telling lies because he was not telling any lies after the promo tonight i i was there for it i'm all about samoa joe and what he was doing tonight on collision you just like to throw shade at cm punk cresta what do you think Tonight, CM Punk stands for Chicken Master, according to Samoa Joseph. <laughs> I okay, let's give Andrew Everett a little bit of flowers he had because he tried to do that moonsault and Samoa Joe hit him with the I'm not standing there. He hit it with the flip, and then Samoa Joe said, All right, knock it off. <laughs> this is not we're, that kind we're of done thing. here. Yeah, knock it off. <laughs> um, when he said, first of all, when he said, I'm tired of asking last week. And they set up the match for this week. I was like, oh, y'all getting cheated out your boots because Samoa Joe is definitely coming down because you're going to ignore him. Because not for nothing, CM Punk got a lot of messages. You got Matt, you, MJF eventually going to be up your butt. You got this guy talking about Ricky Starks, about I want to be the actual real champ. You got a lot going on right now. So it made sense. Samoa Joe in another lifetime is a preacher because like Iridian said, his comedic time and just the way he expresses himself, just the way he asks, I'm like, bro. Bro, you could you could sell salt to a slug. You absolutely could. This dude is arguably my favorite person to watch wrestle. Just watch perform yeah. because he nails he nails everything. He's violent, he's physical, he's imposing, but he can also 
I mean, honestly, he's the it's kind of perfect because he played him in the TV show. He's like the embodiment of Sweet Tooth. Like the guy can be a murderer and also just be a clown at the same damn time. And he's so freaking good at it, which is why him being cast in that role was absolute perfection. Um, so, again, he's a master of making his minutes. I enjoy watching him no matter how long he's on my screen. And the fact that he's still this damn good after going as long as he has and he's kind of got this new lease on his career. Man, I know he's closing in on 500 days as the Ring of Honor TV champion, but I, I'm sitting here going, can, um, can we get AEW world champion Samoa Joe before this is done, please? Like, I, I, I think he can still do it. I, I think he's done. I and I know he's... They're, they're trying to, you could tell they're trying to stretch him out a little bit and they don't want to overwork him and, you know, give him a ton of matches. But I mean, how's that any different than like the first six months of, you know, Max's AEW title reign? Just throwing that out there. All right. We get Christian tonight, the greatest TNT champion of all time and dad of the year. Uh, he comes out and just craps all over North Carolina. And anyone from North Carolina even calls Michael Jordan the second greatest basketball player behind LeBron James. He says that, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, Ric Flair does not hold a candle to himself uh, when it comes to professional wrestling. That is when uh, he gets uh, the woo chants from the crowd. Talks about how himself and uh, Luchasaurus demand respect and says he hasn't been getting a whole lot of that from, from Darby Allen in uh, recent weeks and tells that man to come correct. And then we get, Arn Anderson coming out to get the hometown Greensboro pop and then literally throw his son into the tar pits because uh, Brock got basically squashed against Luchasaurus in an open challenge. And then we get Darby Allen coming out before we get to Darby Allen coming out and what happened afterwards. Cresta, um, Arn Anderson and Christian have some history with one another dating back to the, to the Wardlow uh, feud a few months ago. So it was nice to hear Christian bring that back up and say, Hey, did you literally just wake up for the last time I left you piling in a pool of your own blood? And now you're going to throw your son out here. Uh, what did you think of this exchange Christian's promo and everything that happened leading up to the match with uh, Brock and Luchasaurus tonight? Christian cage is the best worst thing on national television, <laughs> bro. Right up there with dog Callis. He's the worst. He is legitimately the stupid little turtleneck. <laughs> the way he holds the TNT championship, <laughs> the way he says, I, I mean, we like, it's not even, we, it's not even you. He is, he's categorically the worst, <laughs> but he's very entertaining. I'm, I, when he called it a family reunion, I wrote down, Oh, mm. breathe. <laughs> that's what we're doing here that is what we're doing here mjf is no longer around to be the bad guy to say insulting things so you said no problem let me be captain charisma right quick <laughs> and he's so good um arn anderson yikes first you weren't even hanging out with your son and now you finally see your son and you throw you literally throw him into the tar pit with a dinosaur who would be going to the next segment darby allen's like you're like 65 billion years old. You can hear him millions, millions. <laughs> this is, I love this. I love this. This is showing range that you can be an absolute menace, but also an absolute clown. <laughs> so, Rinny, do you know what this, I don't know why, it kind of hit me tonight why this Why this works for me uh, as, as the ultimate heel gimmick. Because Christian, basically what he's doing is he is going full political here. He is spouting everything that is 100% pure horse shit that comes out of his mouth but he says it with a straight face and all the bravado of i believe every single word i'm saying right now even though i am lying through my damn teeth it is surgical delivery and it's political delivery and it's something i cover every single day as part of my day job i got a great bullshit meter and this is why this is working for me because it's almost like a parody of what i have to cover on a regular basis oh absolutely i agree with you i think christian is just such a goofball this man makes me cackle he gets out there he just says the wildest things i'm like what what are you talking about? and i have to laugh because you're just like you are literally insane, sir. Literally <laughs> insane. And I can't take him seriously with his little booties, with the little turtleneck, and the championship. And Cresta, just like you said, he was like, oh, you know, I, oh, 
and then he'll turn back and he'll be like, we, because he, yeah. I think he's a little scared. He's a little scared of Luchasaurus. So we're going to have to see where that comes up. But the Anderson twins came out and literally they're the Not same. Not you call them the Anderson. They are the same height, the same walk. They got the same face. Copy I literally, face. Copy face. Exactly. Exactly. One had a little cute jacket. The other one didn't. It was just amazing i honestly <laughs> i can't wait for them to keep coming out week after week because the twins these are the twins everybody needs to be looking out for okay i know they say in wwe they got another batch coming up nope these are the ones the Anderson twins and aw <laughs> this is what we should be looking out for um very interesting that darby came out you know afterwards because i feel like this could just set up so many things but man what a fun little segment that all of these uh guys had in between in between the show yeah, it was basically a squash match. Luchasaurus takes care of Brock tonight. Uh, and then Darby shows up and, to quote him, shoves a skateboard up Luchasaurus's ass uh, and then proceeds to challenge Christian. So this man is going to be very busy uh, over the next few weeks. So next week, he's going to fight Christian, who, again, is not the real TNT champion. So he's got that match coming up. He's got the tag team match with Sting, AR Fox, and Swerve at all in and then a week later at all out he'll be fighting luchasaurus uh for the t actual tnt championship so uh darby cresta like darby seemed to be on cruise control this was the guy they they heavily pushed especially the time when CM, cm punk first came around his first few runs as tnt champion heavily pushed him seemed to be on cruise control for a little bit and now it's like they're really ramping him back up for something here Darby Allen is on that uh, Orange Cassidy schedule. Every time I turn around, you're wrestling. And I don't hate it, but I also hate it because every time Darby Allen wrestles, I'm like, this poor young man. I don't know if this is the last time I'm going. I don't know. Like, hey, slow down, young man, because the way you wrestle, I think I'm watching Impact and you about to die. That's all I'm saying. Okay? So he's on his Orange Cassidy, and I'm happy for him because he's out here. And whether you like him or not, I do <clears> – <throat> I do think that he is a pillar of foundation. Darby Allen is very entertaining. I And if somebody said that he's this generation's Jeff Hardy, I'm like, all he missing is the dancey dance. And low-key, you're kind of right. <laughs> so, mm, 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 little dancey dance. <laughs> I get the little dancey dance. <laughs> by the way, the person who does that the best is Ethan Page, by the way. When he's back there and he's oh. just like, oh, I'm contractually obligated to do this. This is such horse. He, yeah, he's got it down. He's got it down to a pat. Uh, business picked up with the next segment when we had powerhouse Hobbs come down with an interview with Tony Schiavone. Hobbs is wearing the chain that he was gifted by QT Marshall last week. Uh, he's also got the book of Hobbs in his hand. And he says the next chapter is going to be titled redemption. And the best way to get the redemption for Hobbs is to call out the redeemer. We get Hobbs. We get Miro, a big E meat bumping special at its finest i stood up and took notice immediately and then miro gets jumped by solo and camarado he gets chucked into the ring he eats a big spine buster and he is laid out flat and look it's a little nugget it's a little teaser iridian but i hate the damn fact that here we are like how long has it been since he laid out qt marshall and we still have no damn clue if he's working with qt still or not this man comes out and says i don't need nobody i don't need anybody's help but he was in no damn had no qualms whatsoever about accepting the help from solo and camarado tonight to lay out zero yeah i'm so confused by this friendship or frenemy relationship that they have is he going to take the qtv's help or not like we've been wanting to see miro and hobbs for a while we were kind of wondering where their storylines were going to go if they were going to intertwine and we finally see that they are but now what's the role of qtv with hobbs your name is powerhouse hobbs i need you to do something powerful like you can't make me take you seriously and then you got a bunch of goons with you too like come on miro is a monster by himself so now i just i wonder where where this is gonna go if they are together if they're not together qtv's great do they need to be with hobbs i don't think so i think they're their own thing they, they'll be fine without each other so i don't know cresta what do you think i think i need to unmute my mic first uh <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. very important step on a talk show yes um 
So once he said, how can I be redeemed? No, first of all, Will Hobbs, you're not sneaky. You came out there with a death note. And I was like, wow, we just going to be writing people that if I can't win, try Sid. I respect it. But also at the same time, I didn't think it was him saying that, oh, me and QTV were back together. I took it as, listen, any help is a help, and an enemy of my enemy is my friend. So if y'all get in this ring and try to bother me, I'm going to give you the old what for, but I'm going to do this. Miro versus Hobbs, I have to quote my brother in Christ, Big E. I don't want a 30-minute classic. I don't want no ring psychology. <laughs> I'm a big, meaty man slapping me. <laughs> Somebody said it in the chat. All beef, no vegetables, meat. <laughs> I'm going to go feral, just go unga bunga on the meat. <laughs> that match is going to be so meaty. The only way you can make it meatier is if you add Luchasaurus, but he ain't got no business being here like Eddie Kingston. So I say that match is going to be great. I can't wait. Even if, if it has no storyline, I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Here's my only thing, right? Because I see... I see these two put together, and I, it, it sucks, Iridium, because I immediately go, oh, this is going to be fun, but Hobbs is losing again. Like, in all honesty, that's, that's my immediate thought, and I hate the fact that that's my immediate thought. Yeah. Oh, well, what if he's not losing? You know, what if Hobbs is put over, and then we create this rivalry between Miro? Because, you know, he says he doesn't need his wife. He doesn't need God. He doesn't need anybody. So this could be... I don't know, the the last straw, one of the last straws. I don't know. He could be grasping at something. I, I honestly don't know at this point. Here's the way you said the last straw after this mural's gone berserk. He's had it. <laughs> I'm done with everybody. Um, yeah, I I don't know, man, but I, I do see Hobbs losing in this feud. And then, like you said, where do we go from there? What's next? Yeah. What's next? Got some uh, super chats to get through and humper chats. Thank you, Bizarro Big L. He says, Rick, I got you. I played golf too. Shot a 93. You beat me by two strokes, you bastard. Uh, he said, nice and relaxing until my earbud decided to call, all caps, my ex. While I was listening to Phil and Reg, my anxiety was through the roof. Uh, good show tonight. Nothing insane. Some nice build for All Out. Uh, we need more. That is like nightmare fuel right there sometimes technology big i mean bizarro it'll get you i mean that that is living up to your name that is bizarro and unfortunately for you good sir a big l uh on on your part for that just mm, i mm, mm. you probably would have shot an 89 had you not you know had that not happened while that was going down. Uh, and another one from Bizarro Big L. Appreciate you. Uh, this one on Tony Storm. Uh, she is embracing her inner Juice Robinson. Her man acts that way. It's going to rub off. They need to put them together on screen. The post-breakup haircut is a thing. Uh, that is uh, fantastic. <laughs> yes. Uh, Matthew Hook saying, Hobbs and Miro talk about big men slapping meat. Let's effing go. And yes, boy, I was blushing when Hobbs Miro uh, was teased here. He he. Yeah. Um, look, this is one of those ones where I'm going to try and ignore the fact that I tend to see I, I, I see the ending a mile away and yeah. I'm just going to try to enjoy the journey getting there. And then maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. Turn um, your brain off, Rick. Turn your brain off. Enjoy the match. Love it. And then we move on to the next day. Yep. Let's move on to the uh, main. Well, first we had some match uh, announcements for next week. So we're going to get uh, Diamante versus Willow Nightingale next week on Collision. And of course, we will also officially been made uh, Christian versus Darby. So those are some uh, nice couple of matches we can look forward to for next week. Our main event. This got a lot of time. Good old JR on commentary uh, for this one. Uh, I guess he had some major travel issues, but uh, he gets there for the main event tonight. House of Black, CMFTR for the AEW Trios Championships. And first off, I just want to bring this up because every time I see House of Black out there, and I, I love them as a trio, I, I appreciate that they're getting this, this lengthy and you know, well-established trios title run. But every single time I see them out there, I'm like, damn, I want to see all three of them in singles programs. Like every single freaking one of them. I want to see Brody King 
we talk about you know as sean ross up would say sirloin sirloin beef some bitches like i want to see him against hobbs i want to see him against miro i want to see him against insert big mother effer right here i want to see Samoa Joe, thank you. I want to see Brody King versus literally everybody. I want to see Buddy Matthews in the International Championship or the TNT title picture. And I, for the love of God, I want to see Malachi Black in the world title picture. Like, I want, and I'm not even saying they got to split them up because I think House of Black is perfect, but it's like, there's a, there's a crutch that everybody leans into with factions, which is what I love about what they're doing with judgment days. Like they're a group over on raw, but they're all going after their own accolades. It's not like, Oh, it's the new day. They're tag team champions or nothing. I want to see them kind of do that with house of black as well. Whenever this trio's title run comes to an end, which it did not come to an end uh, tonight. Iridian. This was, this was a match that was a lot of fun. I think this was a match that the show desperately, desperately needed uh, tonight. Crowd was into it. We got a lot of really great spots. Um, Brody King just mauling dudes early on in this. We get, you know, Punk and Malachi kind of very similar in their offenses and their mannerisms. We get the double, you know, cross leg sit down. We get the double kick from these guys. Ultimately, at the end of it, after a really great hot tag from Cash, he gets in there. He's fired up. He's chucking dudes. He's throwing himself all over the place. We get a super uh, shatter machine on Brody King, which I thought was a great spot. They foreshadowed it earlier in the show. Samoa Joe shows up. Mm-hmm. We didn't get it live. Unfortunately, there was some bad timing because Dax came off the top rope and hit the headbutt and went for a cover the same time that Samoa Joe pulled CM Punk out. So just some bad timing all around. But... There had to be an out here to allow House of Black to get the win over three of your biggest stars, three guys who, one guy who's calling himself the world champion, your AEW tag team champions who are heading into a match with the Young Bucks at All In. So there had to be an out here to protect them, and it's Samoa Joe coming in and taking out CM Punk. Brody King hits the lariat and and drops uh, Dax to, to get the win here. Saw it coming. Didn't care. I enjoyed I enjoyed the hell out of this. This was a fun ride tonight, Arinian. Yeah, same. I was super excited for this match. I wrote completely my whole notes. One page is Samoa Joe. Is- <laughs> the That's fantastic. And then I put a little, I put a little heart on it because I was like, oh my God, it's happening. Like we knew he was going to get involved, right? But just seeing it, it was just, uh, it was so perfect. I think this was a really, really good way to showcase all of them and still keep them all strong because they are all champions. Like they all have a championship belt, uh, whether they're real championships or not, who knows, right? Who knows at this point, but a really, really good main event, a really great way to end the show. And Julia is out there still working her butt off as a manager, which I can absolutely appreciate. She's putting that license to good work. You know what? I bet you she paid good money for it and she's getting her money's worth. Um, We were all waiting for Malachi and Punk. And when that finally happened, big pop. It was really, really great. Uh, There was I think there was like two minutes left and everyone was knocked out in the ring. And I'm like, oh, my God, something's got to happen they're not going to keep fighting. The show's almost over. And then that's when Samojo came in and I was like, okay, it's making sense here. All right, let's wrap it up. We got, we got to go guys. But um, yeah, really great main event. And Cresta, I don't think uh, CM Punk has a choice now. I think it's, it's going to be Punk and Joe again, maybe for the ring of honor television championship uh, or for his real AEW world title. We'll see regardless uh, what happens between those two, what, what the kind of stipulation is, but uh, punk and Joe at Wembley, he ain't got no choice now. Let's, let's fire it up and I'm good with it. I'm, I'm good with it. These two work really well with one another. I totally agree. Knowing the history now of CM Punk versus Samoa Joe. Honestly, I think Samoa Joe should have beat CM Punk before. That's just me. I think he should beat him now. And that's also just me. I think, I mean, he did beat him. Like he, he he beat his ass, right? Like punk. I'm just- saying in the in the LW column, it should be it should be Samoa Joe, and I, I think Samoa Joe should be CM Punk's albatross, and I think it fits. It would fit. It would keep both of them relevant. A blood feud. I don't think anyone's upset about. I will say tonight, I didn't realize how tall Malachi Black was until he was in the ring with. CM Punk because when you're next to Buddy Matthews and Brody King it's very easy to look tiny but seeing him against someone like you know CM Punk you're 
he's really tall. And also to see him do like the ash face instead of like the half demon. Yeah, yeah. Come on, I was giving Warlock. <laughs> and I was here for it. This match was stiff itself. And I got to give all the respect to Dax Harwood. He was out here working, selling, buying, trying. He was out here. He was out here. I don't know who's going to challenge for the trio's title. Besides, I feel like at this point, if it's kind of not Death Triangle, I'm not taking you seriously. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I uh, It's way too late for me even to try to think of somebody. Uh, oh, I, I, I just thought of this too. And CM Punk could absolutely say no to Samoa Joe. But I don't think that's in his best interest unless you want to get choked out until all in. Because <laughs> I don't have yeah, I mean, we're running out of time. There's only two weeks. There's only two weeks Yeah. until the show at this point. We do have another uh, uh, Humper chat coming in from Bizarro Big L. Appreciate it, as always. Uh, going back to Christian. Christian's blasphemy about saying LeBron was the best is just pure heat. Even Michael Jordan himself said that the best was, was Larry Bird. Uh, how would you feel if it wasn't Joe versus Punk at All In, but Shane Taylor, the current number one contender, versus Joe versus Kenny Omega? Verse punk Iridian. How would you think about that? I think that's fine, but um, I think that the big, big match is definitely punk and Joe. Like, I think that has to be the end all be all. And like you said, Chris, I think that Joe always needs to get the win. Like punk is going to retire and be like, man, I couldn't beat Samoa Joe. And I think that's how, a really, really great story would would play out in this situation. But um, what do you think, Cresta? No, I agree with that. Um, I think that having – or if CM Punk does beat him, he has to, like, beat the hell out of him. You got to give him the old what for. Yeah. Um, I don't hate Shane Taylor, but when you said Kenneth Deshaun Omega work with chicken and mashed potato punk, oh, girl, that's a, yeah, that's a far-fetched dream. I would, I would see it. I would like to see it, but I don't know. I don't know about that. And, and that's my issue, right, because we are – two weeks out from all in and the first time like that like on paper yeah match sounds great sign me up for it but under the circumstances of this would be the first interaction on tv between cm punk and the elite since brawl out last year and we're gonna throw it away on a two-week build and have it be with two other dudes in the same match exactly that, that's where i'm like i don't that doesn't make a ton of sense to me um like if and it's a big, big, big if, capital I-F, CM Punk ever works with a member of the elite. Like, it's going to be its own thing. There's not going to be Samoa Joe mixed in there. There's not going to be a yeah. Samoa mixed in It's got to be its own thing. And I would start off, if they could work it out, I would start off with Punk and Omega and then work in FTR, CMMTR versus, you know, the elite and go that direction. And if you need to add somebody else to the mixture to get, you know, Hangman Adam Page in there, great. Blood and guts. And maybe that's what and maybe it's gonna take a whole damn year to build up to that, right? So I don't know. But I appreciate the uh the humper chat, the super chat, and we are out of them, and we are out of time this Saturday night. Uh Aridian, what you got going on? Where can the good people find your work? You guys can head over to my YouTube channel, Rest Friends. That's W-R-E-S-T Friends. We have vlogs. We have interviews. All that good wrestling cheese may. You can also listen to the Rest Friends podcast anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. And find me on Instagram, Twitter, literally everywhere, TikTok, Iridian underscore Fiero. And every Saturday, you will find me here with my two faves, Cresta and Rick, for the post-show of AW Collision. Cresta, what's going on? Same, same, same for you. Plug your stuff. Guys, every Saturday, I am here with Rick and Iridian talking about AEW Collision with you. Every Thursday, I am also on this channel with Joel Pearl talk about everything that happens on Impact. And directly after that, well, at 12 a.m. because we end at 11, you can find me on my personal Twitch. We do have a Baldur's Gate wrestlers run going. So there's Joe Hendry, Bianca Belair, Jay Lethal, and Juice Robinson, he's a known druid. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> so you can find me there Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays sometimes, and Fridays. Twitch.tv slash Crestastar, TikTok.com at Crestastar. That was a whole lot. Find me on Twitter, Itter, X, Yeaton, I don't know, but it's at Cresta V Star, like Megan V Stallion. Click the link. Thank you so much, Rick Iridian. Rick Iridian. Jesus. <laughs> Rick Cheeto, where can they find you? <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm, well, damn, that, I mean, 
All right, we'll roll with it. Rick and Rudy in here. Uh, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Rick Uccino, spelled as you see on the screen there. Uh, same on threads, if that's still a thing. Uh, I'm waiting for a desktop app before I really start getting into that uh, that particular social media app. Uh, that is really the one-stop shop for literally everything that I do, whether it's wrestling-related, whether it's Reds or, or Bengals-related, which, by the way, is where I'm going to be next Saturday because I have to host extra innings on 700 WLW, so I won't be here. So I hate that I have to constantly be, hey, I'm here, and then I'm not. Hey, I'm here, and then I'm not. But, you know, when you work like 19 jobs, Rudy knows how this is. She's in radio. Uh, you do what you got to do to pay the bills, right? So um, regardless, that's the one-stop shop. On Monday, I'll have a conversation with Zoe Stark, uh, dropping ahead of Trish Stratus and um, – Becky Lynch, which should be the main event and better be the main event on Monday Night Raw and get at least like 30 minutes on Monday Night Raw, right? Uh, fingers crossed on that one. So I'll be dropping that on uh, on Monday for cagesideseats.com. And as long as the audio is good on the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel, that is spelled B-L-E-A-V, myself and SP3. We are on there uh, live talking about all the big stories every Tuesday at 2 p.m. So uh Check out my work and uh, SP3's work over on that channel uh, as well. And uh, hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate uh, the support. Make sure to give this video a thumbs up. Make sure to subscribe to the Fightful YouTube channel, Fightful Overbooked. And go ahead and subscribe to Fightful Select. It's just $5 and you get all of Sean's great work. Um, Right to you before it hits anybody else, before all the aggregators put it out there. And more often than not, screw up Sean's reporting. Uh, you get exactly what it is and what's going down and what the facts are, what the case is, because Sean does really, really great work. Uh, Ridian, thank you so much. Cresta, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, ladies. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody. Uh, the girls will be back with you on Saturday. I'll be back with you the week after. One of these days, I'll be the pillar of consistency that I really strive <laughs> to be uh, here on the AEW Collision Show. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.